Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, you're listening to the Five Minute Talk Show with Phil Iazetta. We're bringing you today's best comedy and entertainment personalities. Now, your host, Phil Iazetta. Joining us on the Five Minute Talk Show hotline on the Believe Podcast Network is a man who I've been following. Gosh, going on 30 years. Is that possible? From Little Nicky to Happy Gilmore to all of his great skits on SNL like Mr. Subliminal, who could ever forget Hans and Franz? Ladies and gentlemen, the great Kevin Nealon. Thank you, Phil. I never knew you were such a fan. Well, Mr. Nealon, it's been about 16 years that I've been trying on and off to get you on one of my many programs. Well, the problem was I thought I thought you were too green back then. I thought you needed a little more experience, you know, and you weren't as big a fan as I had hoped you would be. At the time. Well, <laughs> it's probably for the best because I, I think around that time you were with uh, the guy who I was working for at the time, Mr. Howard Stern. And I, I'm telling you, you two together, it was as amazing as watching you on SNL. But I got to ask you about this, that that special. What was it like to have all those people together under one roof? It was pretty astounding. I, I you know, I it was one of those things you really couldn't conceptualize in your head until you're actually there. You know, because you weren't sure who was going to be there, and you didn't really think who was going to be there until you got there. And you know, the the, the bleachers in the studio are full of like people, like you know, um, I was sitting next to Diane Sawyer wow. and Candace Bergen, and I mean, Louis C.K. was next to me, and Andy Samberg, and um, you know, you look down a couple more rows, there's Paul McCartney, you know, and uh, Larry David's up behind him, and. It really was, um, it was kind of like the Woodstock of comedy, you know, it was just um, a watering hole for all of these, um, you know, incredible performers. It's time to get out to Jackie the Joke Man Martling for Jackie's Joke of the Week. Two guys walk into a bar. The first guy says, bartender, give me a drink and give a drink to the jackass. They drink him down. The guy says, bartender, give me another drink and give another drink to the jackass. The bartender turns to the second guy and says, What's going on? The second guy says, E-aw, E-aw, he always calls me that. <laughs> For more Jackie Martling, go to jokeland.com. Now, Kevin, back to the SNL years, the Chippendale sketch. I mean, Patrick Swayze, Chris Farley, Jan Hooks, yourself. That's got to go down as one of the greatest sketches, at least in my generation, for SNL. What was it like for you trying to keep it together? Because I know Lorne hated it when people cracked up and started laughing, but it was virtually impossible not to laugh. How, how'd you do it? Yeah, sadly, um, you know, three out of the five of those people are have passed away, and it's just me and Mike Myers now. And Mike's from Canada, so it's almost like the same, you know. But um, <laughs> um, it was... <laughs> I never broke character in that show, and but the time I came close to it was in the Chippendale sketch with my with uh, Chris Farley because every time I looked up at his his belly, it was just jiggling and sloshing back and forth. I almost lost it, and he was, you know, Chris was so uh, brilliant with his physical comedy, and he he had no qualms about showing his belly or anything, you know, and he used it. And um, I kept looking at my clipboard because I was one of the judges, and every time I looked up, I would almost laugh. So I had to really devise. <laughs> 
something psychological to keep me from laughing. So I, I would just stare at his stretch marks on his belly and try to make designs out of them in my head. <laughs> well, that was one of the most amazing things ever about you, and that's why I think I appreciated you so much is because you were so dry and you would never break. Kevin, take us back to that bathroom attendant sketch with Harvey Keitel. You know, we just talked about Patrick Swayze. When these Hollywood heavyweights come through, is it just a little added extra incentive for you to just, you know, make sure the sketch goes well when these guys are there? Because, you know, from Robert De Niro to Harvey Keitel, these are some very intimidating guys. Well, that was a sketch that I wrote. I wanted it to go well. So, you know, (laughs) (laughs) that and also I think fear is a big part of it. You know, we knew that Lauren Michaels at the time was not a fan of uh, cracking up. You know, it it was kind of a cheap way to get laughs. It was kind of like the Carol Burnett show, he thought, you know. So um, he really um, despised that. So as cast members trying to, you know, win his approval, we would try to do our best not to laugh. The voice you're listening to, that of the living legend, and that's what i got to call you, Kevin Nealon. You you mentioned Lauren Michaels. The guy, probably one of the most brilliant comedy minds, and, you know, when you put you and, you know, at that time, Adam Sandler, Chris Farley, and then then the, I I like to call him the conductor, Lauren Michaels. I mean, is there anyone else capable of, you know, hurling you guys together, getting you guys together, and and making you guys actually work? I'm sure there is, but, you know, he certainly is... um is quite great at it. And, you know, I think you should also kind of, you know, we need to give credit to his team that kind of goes out and gathers these people. You know, they kind of scoop them out, and then he kind of picks from that group, you know. And, you know, that said, there's a lot of people that kind of um, slip through um, that never kind of get on that, got on that show that were really quality people. I think they kind of showed that to the um, auditions on the show that night, with people like Jim Carrey. Right. You know, and uh, there were several others that I can't remember. Zach Galifianakis was one of them, Stephen Colbert. But, I mean, you, yeah, were, right. you were part of that, that crew. And, and the other reason, I mean, you and Sandler and, and that whole crew, it just seemed like you were having fun, genuinely. And that was one of the things about Dana Carvey as well. I mean, look, how many people could say 30 years after working with someone, they could step back like no time has passed with the Hans and Franz commercials you're doing for State Farm? I mean, that just doesn't happen, Kevin. I guess not. I mean, we did have a lot of, we had a lot of fun on that show. It was just, uh, I mean, I had fun with Dana. We shared an office, and when we wrote Hans and Franz together, nobody's laughed more than us, you know, writing those characters. It was just, it was just too much fun, you know? Now, when you had that character and those characters, I, I, was amazed at how that character was born. You guys were watching a documentary on Arnold Schwarzenegger. That just amazed me by itself. But then when you actually had a chance to work with Arnold, can you take us back through that? And, I mean, what was that like? Were you intimidated a little bit? Well, here's the, uh, what happened was, you know, essentially we were making fun of Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, and then we heard he wanted to be on the show one day, and we were like two kids going to the principal's office. You know, we didn't know that, we thought, doesn't he know we're making fun of him? Is he that dumb? And then, you know, we realized that he was probably coming on the show to kill us. <laughs> so, you know, we went to the, we went to meet him the day he got there and, uh, and opened up the dress room door and, you know, and I remember, uh, we were so terrified, you know, what he was going to say. And he, in one hand, he had a big old cigar, and the other hand, he had the script that he wrote for him. And he looked through the cigar smoke to us, and he said, uh, "Hello, fellas. Now, how am I supposed to do the accent?" <laughs> so right then, there was a big relief. We knew he had a sense of humor, you know. Well, that's very important because I know a lot of a lot of times celebrities uh, don't look fondly on imitation. They don't. But you know what's interesting? Even at that SNL 40th reunion, right. I went into uh, one of the green rooms there early during rehearsal with my son. He's eight. And oh. he sat down on a chair next to uh, this woman. 
And the woman was very nice to him and kept, you know, playing with him and asking him questions. And it was Sarah Palin. Oh my goodness! <laughs> you know, and then she's come back to do the, uh, you know, to do another visit. I mean, you really have to have, um, you know, a, a good sense of humor. It's time for Bob Zaney in this week's Zaney Report. It's now time for the Zany Report, brought to you by BobZany.com. Dayline Washington State, the legislator, has introduced a bill to bar strip clubs from dwarf tossing contests. Ironically, during the reading of the bill, several lawmakers appeared to be grumpy and sleepy. Washington, D.C., two men were arrested for shooting an ice cream truck driver. The driver will survive because he's only shot in the drumstick and the nutty buddies. And finally, in Stanford, Virginia, A man found naked and stuck in a fence has been arrested. He told police, this is the last time I go fence hopping after taking Viagra. And there you have it. I'm on the Twitter, at Bob Zaney, Zaney Bob on the Instagram. Until next time, this is Bob Zaney with the Zaney Report. Bay, bay. Thanks, Bob. And welcome back to the 5-Minute Talk Show. Well, it's Kevin Nealon on the line with us. It's one of the most unique shows on television just by the fact that it's been around for 40 years just blows your mind when everything else you know will last two or three years as far as television goes as far as comedies go do you think there will ever be anything like snl or is that just a -a one-of-a-kind institution that can never be duplicated well i never say never but it is something that i think would be um, quite an accomplishment to match that duration He's Kevin Nealon. Kevin also has a couple CDs, DVDs out there that you need to check out. Whelmed but not overly. You go to Barnes and Noble, Amazon, iTunes. Now the stand-up, it amazes me that you're able to balance all these Adam Sandler movies. <laughs> which, which, by the way, uh, what is it between you and Adam? Does he dislike you? I thought you guys were friends. Why does he always just abuse you in every movie? Yeah, I kind of I kid people. I say, I know. I think Sandler comes up with a way to humiliate me, and then he writes a film around it. You know, <laughs> I heard you but, say that on Conan, and then you insulted yeah. Conan shortly thereafter, which was great. <laughs> no, he, um, you know, he just has a he has a real silly sense of humor, and uh, he kind of knows, you know, what what works in his films. You know, when he uses me, and I don't do them all. You know, I, I mean, I haven't been in his last two that he's he's shooting right now. So you know, it seems like I'm in a lot, but I'm probably in. I've been in about a dozen of his films, and he's probably had about, I don't know, at least 20. At least. Well, I only watch the ones that you're in, just so you know. So, Adam, there you go. Put them in the movies and I'll watch them. <laughs> Last thing before I let you go. So, what is going on? I heard you had a little problem with your ticker down in Mexico. You're okay now, though, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, this was 13 years ago. I had a, a, a an occurrence of AFib, you know, okay. atrial fibrillation, which is it's an irregular heartbeat. In itself, it's not life-threatening, but if you don't take care of it, you know, if you don't get it back to a regular heart rhythm, it could lead to a stroke, you know, from a blood clot. So, you know, I'm I'm fine now, and uh, you know, it's uh, it's all cool. All right. Well, you know, we need you around for a long time. We need you to live to at least 101. But I am partnering up with Jensen, and um, you know, we're trying to raise awareness and um, you know about the risks of stroke and and blood clots and. Um, we're encouraging people to go to the site called driveforclots.com. Okay. And then you can kind of hear my story on there, how it happened to me. And, uh, and a lot of people have this, and they're not aware of it. So, you, you know, check your pulse and see if it feels regular. You know? well, and for every, uh, for every visit to this website, Jansen will make a contribution to uh, Mended Hearts which is a great organization for raising awareness. Kevin, that's all the time we have right now. Please be sure to go to 5minutetalkshow.com to check out more. 
Be sure to follow Kevin Nealon on Twitter at Kevin Nealon, KevinNealon.com, Hiking with Kevin Nealon, great podcast. For more, of course, as I said, 5MinuteTalkShow.com. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to the 5-Minute Talk Show. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and keep listening at 5MinuteTalkShow.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a 5-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.